Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest today is Uli Lust. Um, her new book is Today is the Last Day of the Rest of Your Life. Um, I guess it's not a new book, but new to us English readers. Originally published in Europe um, a couple of years ago? Uh, 2009. 2009. Oh, more than a couple of years ago. Four years ago. Um, thank you for joining me today, Uli. Um, yeah, hello. <laughs> I guess my first thing I want to ask about is the title of the book. Um, yes. It's, it's not a simple title. Um, it has a lot of meaning, I guess. And the choice in that yeah, title. It, yeah, it, it talks about the, um, the basic inspiration of these two girls, which are on the journey, you know? It's uh, one of the, sub the the topics which they have in their mind. The attitude, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, now, is this your first large work like this, or is this the first large work that we're seeing here? In um, <laughs> let's say it's my the largest work I've ever done. But I have done a lot of stuff before, of course. But it's the largest and the most successful one, yes. Um, I was looking a little bit at your site, so I don't have... A a great grasp on on your other work because I don't speak or read other languages, unfortunately. So I apologize if I don't know enough about your, uh, <laughs> your <No> stuff. <laughs> um, maybe I could you could tell me a bit about yourself. Um, how long have you been doing comics for? Mm, I'm a late bloomer. I started uh, drawing comics when I was thirty, uh, and I started uh, with. I mean, I was doing narrative drawings before all the time, but more one drawing per page, not this panel system. And um, I started doing comics with uh, comic reports um, to work like a journalist and to do research and talk about some social aspects or whatever or places in Berlin where I live. And yeah, this, this documentary comics. 
what were and, and somehow pardon? no go ahead uh, and somehow the book which we talk about uh, now um, it's also um, like a documentary comic I mean I talk about my own life but this is um, <coughs> as an author I was I thought it's a good story to tell you know it was not such a um, psychologic um, thing Sorry, my English is so bad. No, no, your, your English is fine, actually. Your English is great. Um, it, it's definitely better than my German would be. Um, was this a story that you'd wanted to tell for quite some time? Yeah, that was the point I was talking about now. Before. I, I wanted to talk about before. Um, I was not... Um, <clears throat> I, 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 was, I was doing this book because I was uh, doing, like... Um, political reports, you know, about mm. other people, and then I was looking for material for a longer story, and um, surprisingly, I found it in my own life, and I looked at it like I, a journalist looks on uh, a story, you know. There was not this, this this inner need to tell something that it has to come out or whatever. That's not the point. <laughs> it's it's not necessarily a cathartic work, if you know what I mean. By I don't understand the word cathartic. Uh, catharsis. <laughs> Catharsis is like you you have to... Ah, yeah. Uh, no, that was not the, the, the reason. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, now, for listeners, the book, it's uh, about a particular time when you were a teenager. I guess maybe you can mm -hmm. describe it better than me. Oh, I was a teenager with a lot of fantasy, and when I went to school, I, I, I came to, I was um, born in a little village, you know, and with 16 I came to Vienna to go to a school there, and there I found this in amazing looking punk people, and I liked them so much, you know, and I was thinking, hey, that's the real life, and I leave this school and education life behind me, and just do what we want, you know, this was the 80s in, in, in Europe. And um, the result of the experiment of doing absolutely the opposite of what society wants was this journey. <laughs> and also the problems which you got in the end, of course. <laughs> it's, it's also like um, a really unique time in Europe. Um, I guess it takes place, what, 1984, 85? Yes. Um, 84, yes. Yeah. And so it's... It, it's the story plays a couple of things where it, it tells a really brutal and frank, honest portrayal of a part in your life, but also for someone like myself who isn't familiar with what Europe was like at that point in time, it's a really fascinating look at just how you'd get around and just how different it was at that point when you still had the Eastern Bloc and just yes, it was um, was that something yourself you wanted to kind of bring into the story? Was really catching that point in time? Ah, oh, sorry, I didn't understand the question. Um, was was not only this story about yourself important, but also like that point in time in Europe important? No, the main point which interested me was the this story of two emancipated women which come to a which which. <coughs> fall into a country where they, 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 um, they make a big difference between how women and how men behave, you know, and we, two punkers, we were very, very freelance, you know, very free, and we uh, traveled uh, south, and the more south we got, the more um, back what the, the society was, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It's like we found ourselves in the in the medieval times. Like suddenly, women are very um, like holy and also dirty. Yeah, <laughs> a, a strong patriarchalic uh, society in Sicily, and and the, the the it was this clash of cultures which I found interesting, and also I wanted to show the inside view of two girls traveling. Yeah. Um, I like that you use the term emancipated uh, just there. Um, it's really interesting as far as kind of um, really showing the stark contrast of kind of the freedom that you felt you had with just how hard it was to really like as a woman be free in the south of Italy. Yeah, yeah because they don't accept women as person. They see women only as a second part of a man, you know. And for us, we were not used to that um, to that idea. We were raised very, very, very self-confident, you know, and we didn't have, even have the idea of being lower than guys. And so, this um, I found it interesting the, to show the, the 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 conflicts which come out of that. And um, the main figure, which was me in, in this point of case, uh, didn't accept the difference, you know. Yeah. I was very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Rightly so. Um, did you have any idea when you were going on this trip, this journey? Oh, I feel like a hero in a fairy tale, you know? <laughs> Teenagers have very pathetic, have a very strong feelings, you know, very emotional. And somehow I felt like these heroes which in these fairy tales which leave their home to uh, go in the forest and fight against the dragons and all that and so you know, to, to, it has to do with self empowerment, you know, to um, find your borders. Mm-hmm. Before that, before you had left, if I kind of what I'm getting from the book, you'd spent some time when you're going to school in a coven. In a coven. Yes, yes, yes. No, I uh, was I was going to a fashion designer school, and I lived in a in a convent. Okay. Um, it was like a where, where girls can stay, you know, when they are not at home. Oh, okay. I I was thinking you'd like gone to school there, and it was like a very <laughs> no, no. But uh, my rigid. family was very, very, very Christian. Um, that was one of the interesting things is is kind of how you you have this independence, but once your family gets involved, the whole system gets involved. If that makes sense. Like near the end of the story, yes. I don't want to give away too much of the story to listeners. Uh, so, uh, you mean when because the, the, in the village everybody knew what happened? That's yeah. what you talked about. Yeah, that's the countryside, you know. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about kind of your family, because at the beginning of the book you you talk them about a little, and it kind of just drops right off. And I'm wondering if that was what was the purpose there, um, if you had planned on kind of talking more about your family and oh, just kind had of shifted directions? Mm, it had, um, the description of the family had more to do to to tell about where the, um, the person comes, you know, who is talking. Yeah. Um, it has to do with the idea of how you feel as a woman. If you are raised by a very strong woman with only sisters, you feel, you. I mean, it, it makes a different... Um, you get a different education. You had mentioned that one of your relatives had been kind of um, during the war 
um, I'm trying to get this right, turn the Nazi cross down, and I qu didn't quite get what that means. I didn't get the question now, too. Um, in the book, one of your relatives, you say, turn the Nazi cross down. Um, I think it was like one of your aunt, great aunts or something, or an aunt. Um, your, uh, or the grandmother, um, she turned down the Nazi mother's cross. There we go. That was... Oh, I don't find the, the scene now. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a photo of, uh, of women around a uh, piano. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah it's a it, piano enough. Uh, sorry, yeah? And uh, so I just wasn't sure what that meant. Um, oh, it showed, it's just a photo of the family, like we were very, um, like, we, you see we wear these traditional clothes, you know, this Austrian uh, tracht. Yeah. And, and there is this piano, this says there is a, it's a good family, you know, with <laughs> very traditional, but um, musical uh, interests, this kind of stuff. It's and very I didn't want to show. No, go ahead. Uh, it, I didn't want to show the faces too much. That's why I choose a photo where everybody um, <coughs> doesn't really look outside of the picture. It's a very strong matrilineal line. Um, strong women connected. Right. <laughs> um, when you um, were kind of putting the story together, um, or kind of bringing your history together. How much did you rely on journals um, and kind of piecing it together? Because it's not a small story, it's 500 pages I didn't, almost. I, didn't, I, I only wrote the journal until um, Verona, because the point was that what we did was not always legal and I didn't want to, <laughs> to write it down, you know, so that nobody can read it. Um, but um, with 17 your brain works very well, and I thought about this um, journey afterwards a lot, so my, my memories were very, very precise, quite, and um, on the other hand, of course, I had to cut a lot of stuff. The, the, the comic is just a very short summary of the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you gone for? Uh, worked uh, for years. No, like, how long was the traveling in Italy? Ah, three months. Three months. Or maybe two months. I wasn't sure. The time was passing so strange. Um, when you're putting the book together, um, did yes. you kind of do a script then with the with the timeline as you kind of pulled all the pieces together? Or? Mm, of course, I had to, I wrote down <coughs> like brainstorming everything that came um, that that I remembered, and then I um, I relied on the very strong uh, vision which I had about the structure of the book. The the life did a very good choreography itself, and I just had to follow it. So I didn't have a very uh, accurate storyboard or something like that because that would be a bit boring. I find it interesting to make um, to develop stuff during work. Did were new ideas coming out while while drawing it and kind of? Of course, of course. What were some? It's of the a very things? intensive process. <laughs> <laughs> I I could imagine. Um, were there things that were kind of changing the direction you were taking the book in while drawing it? Um, before, in the beginning, I thought that I should not tell some some um, details, and in the end, I thought I tell everything that is good for the story, even if it's shameful for me. 
Um, but I didn't change the direction. That was the direction was clear from the beginning. This is something that I have to know. You know, I have to have this very strong vision of what the in, the subject of this book is, and that was fixed. Had many of your family or friends known just how much had happened on that trip before of the book Of my had friends come now, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I didn't talk about that story before. Yeah, it seems very very intense. Um, and you were 16, correct? Yeah, 16, 17. Um, did you ever, like, after you had done this, this, this had happened, this trip, um, had you done any trips again, or was that kind of a shock Oh, yes, I was, no, 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 no. I, had, <laughs> I needed a break afterwards, of course. <laughs> and then I got pregnant, and then I got a child. That was a very big break. And later I made some journeys via hitchhiking to Europe. I went, uh, let's say I, 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 I traveled to, I made a round to Europe, just to, yeah. I, w I was looking, um, and one of the things I was thinking about is how, yeah, the, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is very like it's not just Austrian or German it's all across Europe like you um, had a, a strip about I guess like a bridge in Lucerne and so I'm wondering if like there's particular places just when you go somewhere you want to tell a story about a, something in that place or uh, sometimes I can do this yes um, if if somebody invites me somewhere, I do I do comics. Yeah, is that was that the question? <laughs> kind of. I I just kind of like what you choose to draw in your comics reportage. Yes, yes, yes. It, it depends on. I mean, um, um, sometimes I choose a subject or as as you said a place because I think that's something that is relevant in the moment that it's need to tell or whatever. And uh, sometimes I get invited to do a. Um, report about, for example, I was invited to Basel in in Switzerland, and or to I did a trip to Italy um, one month ago, to Rome, Naples, <laughs> and Palermo, and uh, did some drawings there. Um, now you went to school for fashion illustration. You mentioned earlier. Um, uh, only two years only before I stopped going to school because I thought you can't be punk up. And, and go to school at the same time. Later, I studied graphic design. Okay. When I was thirty, very late. <laughs> um.
what what is it about doing comics uh, that kind of pulled you in, as you said, at a, at a later age of uh, doing things like comics reporting? I was doing children books for my son, um, and um, that was okay. That was nice, but I was always having. I always tried to apply on the university and and really learn drawing, you know. And um, it took some time before <laughs> it was possible, and I had to go to Berlin for that. And then I found out that I'm not interested in telling anything for children anymore because it's uh, very limited, and um, <clears throat> I'm much more interested in the adult world. And since then, I'm doing comics because this is kind of picture books for adults. Um. I changed my topic, and in with that, I had to change the technique also. But I was doing drawings all the time, also before I studied graphic design. I did my first children book when I was 23. Oh, okay. You know? Um, how many children's books had you done? Uh, three. Now you're. I mean, three big ones <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and little stuff. <laughs> but no more children's books. No more children. One was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the books. No more children's books. Ah uh, no 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 that's that's done. Um, now you're going to be in Toronto this week for the. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Canada before? I have been to Montreal for one week and I enjoyed it very, very much. I'm really happy to go to Toronto next week. Nice. I started packing one hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a lovely town. Um, do you have any special stuff you're doing there? Are you doing any panels or presentations or talks? Or oh, I don't know. I don't know, but um, uh, com comic conventions are somehow all... Uh, the same. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not nervous. If somebody puts me on a podium, I will talk. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I have to sign books, of course. Yeah, you'll be with the the fanographics table, I'm presuming. Um, after doing this such a large book, um, what did you want to do next? The next large book. I like the to do large books. <laughs> then last one, my my new one came out um, three weeks ago. But it was an adaptation of a novel. It was something totally different. But now I start with uh, with like the second part of the book, um, the um, autobiographic book. But What's it will take some years before we <laughs> <laughs> before it really it will be out. I start. I just made sketches of the first ten pages. Yeah. So it won't be over for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> you'd mentioned that you'd spent four years working on uh, the last day. Right. 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 It's. Uh, it's not a short. <laughs> What's the Pardon? that that's not a short amount of time? Yeah, of but I, I I like it to be to to be concentrated on one um, on one story and uh, inside the scenes there are so many different uh, new aspects and it's good to have one storyline fixed. You know, yeah. I don't like to do a lot of short stories and I like to do big books because it's uh, as a reader you know I like to really stay inside the book for some days maybe, you know, not only for two hours. Yeah. Like What's the, the book you mentioned that just came out? Uh, it's about, uh, it's it's in the, <coughs> it's an adaptation of a novel um, which is taking place in uh, Berlin in the Second World War, um, mo mainly about the eldest of the of the Third Reich. Sorry, the phone the signal cut out in a second there. Ah, okay. It it is it is a novel about um, uh, the eldest daughter of Joseph Goebbels. Okay. 
who was the propaganda minister in the Reich, and she and her uh, siblings were killed in the bunker. But it's it's not a documentary work. It's a very uh, surrealistic book. Fictional. It's it's fic- semi-fiction. It's based on real characters, but the novel is fictional totally. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it has a bit uh, like it's a bit like an absurd theater, okay. and that's what, 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 what it was interesting for me to try something different, you know, after the other book. What makes it absurd? Like, what do they do um, with the characters? You see uh, the life of these children, and um, they have uh, they, they are living in these houses with a lot of servants, and they don't really see the war, but they play it in their children games, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like on a theater stage. They are little cute children with these cute dressings and long hair, and they are playing like um, they they treat their sisters to clean the the floor with brushes, stuff like that. They, they play what they see also, you know, or what they hear. Yeah. Um, I had watched a documentary about s- six months ago or so, and it's really interesting. It was about uh, the children of um, of Nazis of like. Um, you know, major Nazis, and it's interesting just the effect, like how they kind of lived during that time, and how they kind of recover from that, and kind of make peace with themselves, and kind of what Mm. their life was like, and it just seems so Mm. surreal. Yeah, these children didn't have the chance to recover. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, and some never really did. Yes, of course. Um, you'd mentioned earlier uh, about the book uh, being about a, the the woman's experience and uh, the last day book, um, and then you're also this book is about these women's experience, these young women's experience. Um, is that a particular interest of you of of telling yes, the story of, of women? It, um, it has also to do with my own wishes as a reader. I like to read books written by women. Um, that's something I found out lately. As a, as a woman, you are, if I if you read a lot, you are used to identify with a lot of male characters too. You know, it's normal. But I I I, I realized that it, I enjoy very much to to read um, stories where the main characters are female. And there's a lot of need for it, you know. So yeah. I do it. I do it myself too. It's. Uh, I realize that even as I'm asking the question, it's kind of an obvious thing that someone would want to do. It seems to me, in a way, but still, it's odd to be something. Am I making sense? <laughs> mm. Probably not. Yeah. <coughs> Um, maybe there's another aspect interesting in that, uh, another interesting aspect. If, if if a woman tells a story about a woman, uh, no, if a man, if, if there are stories where the main uh, figure is a male, you know, mm. you think that his experiences are like um, connected to what manhood experiences, you know, I mean, what 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 is a general experience. If you tell a story about a woman, you think it's a female experience. You don't think it's a general experience. You understand mm. what I mean? Yeah, it's well. There's something about uh, kind of a person's lived experience and how that can come across. Um, and as a man, I don't have the lived experience of a woman as much as I'd like to be able to kind of 
tell that story to a certain point, I wouldn't have that capability. Mm. <laughs> Let me know if I'm kind of if I'm ever talking too quick too. No, no, I have I have a lot of problems with my English. Answer. <laughs> 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 I should train more. Like what I mean by like lit like, um, I live my life as as a man, and I can mm. tell my man's story, but I don't really. I haven't lived as a woman. I'm not a woman, and so. Um, there's that challenge of I wouldn't be able to necessarily tell subtle nuances, like s small things. Um, yeah, uh, for example, understand. the details make a difference. Mm -hmm. like, Definitely. One of the things I really got out of your book um, is kind of the horror you were going through at points in time. And just yes. how you, you're able to tell like these horrible experiences you're going through. Um, through your eyes. Yes, but I was we 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 two girls. We were also looking for adventures, you know, and we got it. <laughs> so I shouldn't cry, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it, it, it hor horrible things, but it's also it's really interesting how um, how you're seeing yourself being seen, which I found really interesting how you're able to kind of express that visually was really nice. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> like you, you kind of get a lot sharper lines in spots. Mm -hmm. um, almost kind of like abstract points. Not quite abstract, but I'm wondering if that was like something as you're drawing, like figuring out ways to draw oh, yes, of course. I mean, this is the these are the tools which the drawing, um, um, the 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 the, op the opportunities uh, with drawing. You know, I don't need always to draw uh, perspective, normal, uh, natural figures. You know, I can express other stuff through drawing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's a, it's also a language with signs. Also. Uh, the color choice you use, I'm really interested in. I think I didn't plan to have color. I was thinking it would be black and white, and then in the end we decided to add an, a color which is which fits the the, the punk motto. <laughs> and there are not a lot of choices. There could be red or green. <laughs> Blue would have been too romantic, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, the green. I really like how that works. I like green too, you know, it has a lot of uh, vibrations, you can make it warm and you can make it very cold. Um, and it still has that kind of punk military dress yes. feel. Because of the army dressing, I was wearing the, the also my, my trousers and the, the bag was green, you know, this military style. <laughs> Whereabouts did you travel after that? Like, did you go see like the Berlin punk scene? No, no, no. Later, I, I, I left the punk scene too um, soon, and then I went to uh, whole Amsterdam and Paris, and of course I traveled to Spain because I had promised this to my friend Andreas, but I didn't meet him anymore, and to Portugal, and then I come back. Again, I guess. And then now you're in Berlin, correct? Yeah, and in in '95 I I moved to Berlin when my son was a little bit older, and then I started studying here. I, I just wanted to come for half a year, but uh, the, the atmosphere was so amazing, and it was such a, 
energy kick for me to stay to be here, so I stayed. <laughs> it seems like there's a pretty interesting uh, comic scene in Berlin. Definitely. In Vienna, I wouldn't have done comics. I wouldn't have got the idea. But here, I met a lot of people which were interested in, and we made a we built a group together, and we uh, encouraged ourselves. Yeah, who are some of the other cartoonists you draw with in Berlin? Um, yeah, there was a group uh, which was called Mungatari, uh, and we were all studying together in, in school. Um, <coughs> you know, Marvel maybe he did a book with Top Chef, uh, but the others you don't, you will not Maui? know, I think. I, I know him. Ma Marvel, Marvel. Not like yeah. Marvel, but Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> M A. He was also in Toronto a few years ago. Yeah, I met him. He was very nice. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, very pretty comics. Um, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you in Toronto. Your book, like I said, is very stunning, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It kind of, it's a big book, and it kind of sucks you in, and you're sitting there and yeah, reading that, and that, reading. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a reminder, folks, I've been talking to Uli Lust, um, and her book is Today is the Last Day of the Rest of Your Life, and she'll be appearing in Toronto for the Toronto Comic Arts Festival. And uh Oh, <laughs> 
time.